Hello? Anybody hear me? Oh my god, I can't hear you. Can you hear me? Yep, I got you. Hello. This is so fucking weird. This app. <laughs> it's like they change UI all the time. I don't even think that Jess, remember how last week I, I locked myself out on accident? Yeah. I think that was all by accident now. I don't think it was screwed up. I think I fucked up. Oh no. Because they changed how you invite people. And so when I clicked on invite before, it would like take me to this modal and I would pick people and my contacts and shit. Yeah. But now they've changed it to where you like go into the recording and then you invite people. And when you click invite, it brings up like the thing that you would normally see when you hold down copy. Or when you hold down something where it says, like, copy, save, send email, message. And I was like, oh, I wonder if I'm supposed to message people from here now. Oh, that makes sense. But, yeah, that's weird to, like, change it like that without, I don't know. I wonder if it was in the notes or something. Why why didn't they ask ask me first? Yeah. Yeah. This this is all their fault that I'm an idiot. Mm. How is everybody? We've got Brock. I'm excited. Hi, Brock. Well, you'll have me until my phone goes out. So. Yeah, but that's What's the same there? every time. So it's it's that's just true. it's really part of your like character. <laughs> uh, that's true. Brock, that's true. Brock, are you on the move? Yeah, I'm on my way to Springfield. Yep. See, that's what I'm talking about. Brock on the move. It's like your our own little bit. I know. Right? Around the clock. Uh, <laughs> What's it like there? Because it's just been pissing rain here for like a day straight. Uh, Literally, on my way to Springfield, it's been freezing rain, snow, rain, snow, and now it's crystal clear. Yeah, it got up to 60 here today. What? I know, it's so fucking weird. We were negative 30 the week that you guys were, and now we're in the 60s. I got like yeah. one warm day. <laughs> a fucking ninety degree swing in yeah, two we days. Did, we did negative thirty five to fifty two in <laughs> And that but, was that was you ready for this? That yeah. was noon on Saturday to noon on Sunday. Oh my god. I called one of my manufacturers that's up in northern Michigan, like real northern Michigan. Yeah. And uh, he's like, oh, yeah, we can't. We just called off work last week. They're like, <laughs> we we can't even run our machines. It was negative 54 on the thermometer in our shop. Crazy. Dude, my kids have missed 11 days of school since the first of the year. So do you guys have it to where, uh, where they do digital days so they don't, like, technically miss? No, they, they haven't started that, but they sent us, like, worksheets and stuff to do with our kids, but... I mean, yeah. my kids, my two youngest are above average in everything. So yeah, me sitting down with them, teaching them something they already learned three months ago doesn't really help. So, Well, no, the digital days thing was to, like, curb the whole having to add another, tack another day on at the end of the year. Right. Yeah, they haven't started that where we're at. They just uh, sent us home, like, hey, if you want to, this is what we're working on. From what I've heard, I mean, not from, kids hate it, obviously, because they don't get a real day off. But from what right. I've heard, the parents and uh, the teachers really fucking love it. Oh, I would love to do it. The only thing that I hate is when I hear so many parents complain about, like, how they teach math and how mm-hmm. they teach science. And it's like, dude, 
if they would only look at it a little bit closer, they would realize that these kids are doing, like, algebra in, like, third grade. Oh, yeah. I was talking to one guy uh, at, like, a teaching expo because, you know, I work in school furniture. Hmm. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I was talking to him about, like, frustrations and things like that in the classroom, like what he sees the students most frustrated with. And he goes, honestly, it's the stuff that if we would just nurture and allow them to do it in a classroom setting, it'd be so much better. But because it's a classroom setting, we have to take it away. And what he meant was coding. He's like, yeah. most of my kids will be coding at home all day long. And then we have to take their computers away to teach them something else. If we can yep. just let them code all day long. <laughs> yeah, it's like the same way with jerking off. I mean, you just want to jerk off all day. And you can't do it at school. I don't know why. Like, apparently it's inappropriate or something. What the fuck? David is excited today, I can see. He's coming through. <laughs> yeah. Your, How... micro- your microphone's clear. You don't sound like you're on the cusp of dying. I'm impressed. Nice. I actually finally <laughs> set up that mic that I got just, like, months ago. <laughs> I got, like, a fucking adapter Y cable off Amazon. Can you show us a picture of your setup, bro? It's so stupid. That's okay. I've been trying to think through shenanigan ways that I can trick this thing into allowing me to put music through it. Um, you just, you need a, I don't know. We, we need to just do things a little bit more differently, I think. I anyway. can do it. You, you just tell me what you want to do. I got you. Yeah. yeah. Brock, I want yeah. to, on this app, I want to be able to put my headphones through a mixer that I can do sound effects and things like that, and then have that go into my phone, which gets recorded. Yeah, I can do that for you. All right. Show me how young Padawan. I got you. Mm. David, did you shit? Oh, he's not even paying attention. Uh, I think he's focused on getting this picture <laughs> from, from the sound of it. Uh, oh, hey, I went and saw uh, that movie, the uh, They Shall Not Grow Old. What? You, guys, you guys know what I'm talking about? No. So, like, Peter Jackson, the guy that directed, what, was it all of or most of the, uh, the Lord of the Rings movies? All of them. I think he did all. Um, he, uh, he, his pet project was to do like a uh, world war one stuff because he has yeah. family that served in world war one. Okay. And, uh, and he like this group that, uh, like archives, all the footage came to him on like, you know, this was the centennial. This was the hundred year of the armistice. And uh, and so they wanted to say, like, hey, here's all this footage. You can use it for whatever you want, but you got to make a movie for us to celebrate the armistice. So he's like, I don't know what I'm going to do with it. He looked at all the footage. Everything was all sped up. and Because back then it was crank footage. So, like, if someone was sitting on a firing squad line getting nervous, he was probably cranking faster. So, like, yeah. literally the timing is wrong and there's no vocals and it's all in black and white. and It's all almost destroyed. Is that crank thing kind of like the uh, the Jason Statham documentary crank? Uh, no, and it it definitely didn't have a Chester uh, from Lincoln Park cameo in it, which that movie did, by the way. Wait, really? Yes, did Chester. It really? Yeah, the scene where uh, where Jason Statham goes to a a um, 
like a walk-up pharmacy to get he wanted to get something to like inject himself and uh the guy that's standing behind him in the line is chester from lincoln park and he says like dude you're like tweaking out they're never going to give you drugs and jason Statham says something along the lines of what he needs and Chester says, oh, just take that nasal spray right there. It's got epinephrine. It's got what you need. And that's like the tiny little spot, but it is Chester from Lincoln Park. That's funny. Yeah. Yeah. I never knew that. Is that before or after he died? Well, what do you fucking think? <laughs> <laughs> Definitely after. <laughs> I mean, I, I suppose we're not far off from like just stupid VR, like Michael Jackson's being in cameos and movies and stuff like that. I mean, they already shot, didn't they already shoot all of uh um, why am I blanking all of a sudden? Stan Lee's cameos for a bunch of movies. Oh, I, yeah, I know. Oh, I know weird. that they. I know that like a year or two before he passed away, they had fully digitized him completely, like head to yeah. toe. They got like everything done and like also filmed like cameos for movies that are coming up like five yeah. years down the road. Right. Yeah. I guess that makes sense, but that's such a weird thing to think about. I but yeah, he, it he's makes one of those sense people, him, like. Yeah, he, it's not like he thought he was gonna like live forever. I, I think he figured he would. I think, I think he figured he would live forever through this. He's one of the few people that like has fully yeah. digitized himself to be used like indefinitely. That's so amazing. So see, I'm waiting. I'm waiting to see how much longer it takes until we just all do that at 16. Like at 16, mm. you go to do your driver's license, mm-hmm. you get digitized. Then 21, when you go back, you get digitized. Well. You know what I mean? like, Look at China. They're about halfway there. Dude, yeah. Some of the stuff that I saw over there, when I was over there, I was just blown away. The face tra- they... the public face tracking stuff is in-fucking-sane, dude. Dude, the crazy one that I saw was... Dude. Who is tapping on the phone? What was that? Not me. Oh, my God. It sounded like someone was, like, tapping away. <laughs> All right, go ahead. Huh. the, uh... Their Google Glass. Yeah. Is anybody else catching this? Oh my god, about a third. Damn you, U.S. Cellular! <laughs> I think Brock is speaking in Mandarin Down now. about a fourth. Brock, you sound more like a robot than a human at this point. Yeah. Damn it. Oh, I heard damn it. <laughs> it was like <laughs> remarkably clear. Like not a single packet dropped. It's these it's these weird curve like every other curve that I hit, I turn into a robot. <laughs> well, we don't have the robot tonight, so <laughs> you're 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 fulfilling two roles for us tonight. I'm doing both. Yeah. Right, right, it's perfect. It works so great. I wonder if there's any way to like a... boost your signal reception or something like uh tinfoil yeah. hat. Now I have U.S. Cellular. Well, yeah. <laughs> I like to imagine U.S. Cellular, like, someone calls in, and it's literally just one person in a huge office by themselves. And they're the, like, last person that has a pension and hasn't left. It looks like the middle scene of Boiler Room. Yeah. And it looks like... Just a bunch of dead with one person. It looks like Milton from Office Space. And mm-hmm. he's just like, Hello? Did you know before that movie they never sold red staplers? Yes, I did know this. I actually did know Isn't this. Isn't that crazy? Yeah, Swingline, uh, it became a huge part of the story, so he got Swingline in on it, right? 
and got some sponsorship right. and they like made a, a red one so that it would be like iconic and you could see it in different scenes and it would stand out. Right. Yeah. And now they make one. It's hilarious. You know, it's so funny because that specific stapler that they use in the movie is actually super iconic and like not the color but just that design of that specific yeah, that stapler line, and if you yeah. go to like any design school they will talk about that stapler it is so fucking funny yeah that's so crazy that one and then there's like a there's like a toaster or something too that's like really iconic or a teapot maybe i can't remember what it is uh there's a lot of alessi stuff that is like super super i think of the one you're talking about is the alessi one it has like a little bird where it's where it yeah. blows out steam. Oh, yep, that's, what I, that's exactly what I'm I, I, I may be fucking up my uh, art history here, but I think that was designed by Bauhaus in Germany. Can you hear me? Okay. Yeah, yeah. I can hear you. Okay, okay. cool. You're like clearer than I am. <laughs> I'm hearing my own voice. I, uh, I unplugged my headphones because I had these like piece of shit $10 CVS in-ear headphones that I was wearing. Uh-huh. And I was just like sitting there listening to the sound of my own heartbeat through my ears and not being able to understand you guys. And I was like, wait, I have a fucking really nice Plantronics headset right next to me for my Xbox controller. Like I could just plug that in instead. <laughs> and now it's like these heavenly cushions on my ears sending me this clear non-static audio. I'm wondering, awesome. I'm wondering if that's what our crackly crackle sounds were. That's kind of what I was thinking, too. Because, like, when you were like, what the fuck? And I was like, I didn't hear anything. <laughs> yeah. That probably means it was me. <laughs> oh, no. Yep. yep. It sounded like pitter-patter on top of a microphone. It was awful. Uh, so go ahead and ritualistically uh, Viking bury those fucking headphones. And just go ahead and burn those. Uh, yeah, that's uh, probably a good idea. Yeah. Already done. Oh, oh, okay. But before I forget my total train of thought here, so I saw that movie, Peter Jackson, World War One, has a bunch of footage. He he basically like uh, the very beginning of the movie, he comes in on the screen and he says like, "Look, there's not really a plan for the plot. We're just showing you footage that we've restored." And when he means restored, they've taken footage from World War One that was black and white and fucked up and falling apart and just like all timing wrong and stuff they put full sounds to it full dialogue to it they like matched up dudes talking and actually put dialogue in then they fully colorized every scene and then they made it three-dimensional what really it's fucking insane now i get really into that kind of shit the funny part about it is like we it was a movie that like uh we went and saw it in theaters and like you uh book your seat and all that stuff and when we got in there on the day it got released at like seven o'clock and there was like 10 other people in there and they're all like very elderly and everybody in there has brought a spouse and i shit you not like an hour into the movie the only people that were still paying attention was all the men in the room and Liz had fallen. Liz fell asleep in like the first twenty minutes of the movie. I just let it happen because it's like she's fine. She's just not enjoying this at all. But, right. But dude, it was insane. Like I watched the back. There's like a, a documentary at the end of the movie that you can watch for thirty minutes. But I watched a uh, whole thing on it before it even got made. And like 
I f- have a new idea of what the best job in the world is. And it's one of the guys that worked on this movie. And like, literally he's a sound capturing guy, right? Like the guy that you see, like making sounds I've capture. Always wanted to get in this job. Go Dude, ahead. he, for this movie, they didn't have any sound. So they had to go like, get all this like tanks and equipment and drag them with like tractors to make the sounds of the tread. So they knew yep. what it would sound like. But then he got yep. to shoot every piece of artillery that they had during World War One, and so and awesome. just make sound effects and shit out of it. I was like, that's so fucking cool. I got, I got one for you. So sound design for the game, um, uh, Guitar Hero, and all those. Yeah. Know? This guy, when they did the band one, the full band, I forget the rock band that mm-hmm. that game. Mm-hmm. When they redid Iron Man, they. Okay, so Iron Man, how that happened was Ozzy was singing through a fan to make that robotic voice. Oh, that's smart. Well, the sound designer found the fan from the year, and they couldn't get it to sound right. And they're like, oh, crap, we're in the United States. We have to use it in a different power setting that would be in the UK. Oh. So, like, 230. That's how close. that's how close they were with that game. But the best part about that game for me was this. I got to steal acapellas and guitar licks and drum licks tracked out. Oh, nice. So as a DJ, I finally got pieces of music that you could never have. Oh, cool. And it's so close to the original. It's, I mean, there's some things that you can tell. Like, especially <laughs> with, like, Dimebag from Pantera. Oh, like, yeah. Solo sounds a little different. Right. But, I mean, there's... There's so much on there that I got to use, like, guitar licks that I could just resample that nobody ever could have got on their own. Like, it was crazy. That's fucking sick. I love that idea. Yeah, that's why, that's why I bought, I literally bought an Xbox for that reason. Dude, I remember peak Guitar Hero. I was in college, and uh, the band Metalocalypse from the show Death Clock. <laughs> or, or, sorry, yeah. the other way around. The band Death Clock from the show Metalocalypse was touring. Correct. And uh, they came through my campus and my came down to visit me so we could go see them together. And you know, the show was sponsored by, uh, who makes that game? Rockstar? Yeah, yeah. And, uh, and they had like all these full arcades like of the brand new game that people could play out in the front area of the venue. But then, uh, before the show actually started, they let the two best guys that they could find in the crowd come up and battle on a fucking awesome. huge screen, and it was dope. I love it. I love and it. whoever won got to do a solo, so they got to do two songs, and this guy did Metallica on, like, Expert and just shredded it, bro. <laughs> it, it, dude, to be honest, that game, the DJ Hero one... Yeah. Like, DJs make fun of it all the time, because, yeah, I mean, it's pretty stupid. But I played it with my opposite hand, and I got my left hand so much better and so much more, like, precise with a video game. Yeah. Because I would just get frustrated trying to do, like, normal stuff at home. But this way I could, like, have fun and just hear this game, and my left hand got way better. So, I mean, yeah, it's stupid, but it definitely does help you. Dude, at one point we actually talked about in the band, like, taking a controller and having it port to a MIDI and then like actually having it control sounds and shit. Dude, I was there for that. I was there. Oh, you were with us when we were talking about that? 
Yeah, because I was like, Mute Math does like a weird Atari guitar thing. Yes. I just thought it'd be so fucking funny to come out at a show and open that way. Like, just have me come out before anybody else. And then, like, you know, like, it's dark stage. And then the only person to put a guitar on is a fucking Guitar Hero guitar. And then right. just have, and it. then just trigger a few of the beats that we've got with it, and then have everybody else come on and build it up. Right. Oh, it'd be hilarious. I would love it. It would have been the shit. <laughs> and then I probably would have smashed it just for giggles. <laughs> you could easily smash it, and all the parts inside would be fine. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, we would. You could smash the controller and keep the thing that actually like explains what is happening to the MIDI controller. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Exactly. Uh, well, you know, days of old, whatever. Right, right. Um, yeah, shit. But, you know, one of my favorite sound engineering things, well, Pink Floyd was on its own level when it did its stuff because there was no way to do any of that stuff and they came up with ways to make the sounds that they did. Hey, before I get out of the car, let me tell you Pink Floyd really quick. Oh, okay. So, my dad saw Pink Floyd at Knox College, oh right? Oh, my God. I'm jealous already. Uh. <laughs> everybody left and was, like, throwing stuff at him because everybody hated it. This was before they got famous. Uh. And they played was, the big... What's that? Was this David Gilmore? Uh, I'm going to be honest with you. I I would say that the year would have been 70... Okay, it would have had to have been David Gilmore then. Yeah, yeah. I want to say it was, like, 74. 75. Yeah. Sid died. I think Sid died in the 60s. And what ended up happening was everybody hated it and started throwing stuff at him. And my dad was really into music. So him and his friends were standing there. And it's hilarious because there was a picture taken. And it's like five people, five, ten people watching Pink Floyd on the football field while everybody else is watching like some crappy cover band on like the basketball court. It's hilarious. Oh my God. I would would get a t shirt of that made. Oh, it'd be great. I would love it. That's amazing. Anyway, so, favorite sound design. Go ahead. Oh, well, so, like, uh, I, I had, I, I think I watched an interview of Keith Richards, uh, Rolling Stones, right? Um, okay. He was talking about how they got the sound for one of their albums, and I can't, I wish I could remember what it was. But basically, everybody for, like, years after the album came out was trying to figure out what's, what, like, combination of guitar pickups and guitar and amp and microphone did he use to make that sound and it turned out years later he was like oh i just write all my songs on acoustic and i had been experimenting with plugging an acoustic into an amp and then turning it up so much that it gets distorted and and he's like so i recorded a bunch of stuff and sent it to mick and mick liked it and wrote all of his lyrics to it but then when we came like months later and got into the studio i played it clean on all of my like good equipment and nobody liked it. They wanted to go back to the way it sounded when he recorded it overloaded. And so he went back and like put all this shitty equipment that he had just for like recording stuff on scratch. And like they recorded it for real that way. And it's like, Oh, that's so fucking cool, dude. Crappy sound can make beautiful stuff. Like the pixies, like their sound is horribly beautiful. Yeah. Like like, and I think it's the Pixies that, like, put, they were known for, like, putting holes in, like, their their speakers and stuff, like, with uh, crochet hooks. Just weird stuff like that. One of my sound favorite, guys. One of my, oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> one of my favorite sound, one of my favorite sound things is this. Did you know one of the first 
number one songs instead of F word is Louie Louie. <laughs> oh my god! If I you was, go, was if you go back and listen to it, the drummer drops his sticks and he yells "fuck" in the background, and you can hear it in the recording. It's hilarious. That's amazing. That's amazing. I, was I love it. Listening to something or reading something about uh, the recording of this and how like you know it's kind of jumbly and it's hard to hear. And I guess the whole reason this happened is because the mic was actually hanging down like above them. And so the singer had to like yell up. So he actually was singing Louie Louie. He wasn't singing the Louie Louie, but that's how it ended up sounding because of the way he had to tilt his head. Interesting. That would also make sense why you could hear the drummer say fuck so loud. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Did you know that's how the, the iconic snare hit from the 80s came about? You'd like this one, Chris. Okay. So they were testing everything, mics and stuff for the recording studio. And I want to say it was Peter Gabriel. I think it, this is who it was. And uh, they were miking the snare, and they couldn't figure out why it sounded so weird. And on accident, they were recording the snare through the in-house mic, like to talk to your recording people. Oh. And they liked it so much, they started just recording the snare that way. And now we know that snare. I mean, that 80s snare is so iconic. Yeah. That real, that, that like high that. crack pop sound. Yeah. Yeah, that like Genesis and all those guys made really popular. Yeah. And that's what it's from. The same concept of what you were just talking about, Jeff. Yeah. That's so cool. I remember when, so awesome. to totally slant, like switch directions here, I remember when uh, Joey from Slipknot was recording the Iowa album, which was their follow-up okay. to their huge album, right? Um, yeah, yeah. So Iowa is considered one of the heaviest albums in like metal history. And it's always been about, like, can they get back to an Iowa heavy and shit? And I, in my personal opinion, I don't think they can because they're just not doing what they used to do. And when they when they came out with Iowa, Clown Sean he went out and he built custom drums for all of their stuff. And then Joey he decided he wanted he wanted to take every single drum and make it unique for that album. And he ended up doing like a like using a bunch of marching band equipment. And so like his snare drum was probably like 16, 18 inches deep. Right. And his bass drum was something ridiculous like the full-blown marching drum and he said that they went through all this shit to try he was trying to get a very specific bass drum sound and so they went through all this shit like putting carpet tubes in it and switching out headers and beaters and all this stuff and eventually they like got the thing to where it was so loose but they liked the sound and he actually said like he he got gained new leg muscles because of that fucking album because it was, he said it was like playing on mud. And like, if you know Slipknot, he's a double bass player, and it's just the most insane triplets and shit like that you've ever heard. I mean, he's still one of the most fast drummers you'll ever see in your life. And to know that it was like killing him because he just wanted to have this gargantuan floppy bass drum. <laughs> just to have this. And let's, let's not forget right after that, the coolest drumstick, in my opinion, that ever came out. We're also from them. It's true. The ones that had his blood in them. That's true. They had what in them? Sorry. In the paint, in the type, they put his blood in it. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, he's a weirdo. Yeah, I was like, that's awesome. But I mean, Clown was like the genius behind Slipknot. Though. He still is. 
in my opinion. And he's more of the face of it now than even Corey Taylor is. Correct, correct. And I mean, when clown, I mean, there's an interview with I forgot who it was. There's an interview with the big like um, guy that does like reviews and stuff on albums, and he said when he met Slipknot, he met Clown, and Clown was like, "Yeah, this is what we're gonna do. This is how we're doing it." Like literally laid out everything, and then sure enough, how he said it. Like it's just crazy to think. Yeah, they uh, they are known for like ha- they've always had a very strong vision of what it should be, and they've always been right. very controlling of it. And Sean is is definitely at the height of that. I mean, he's the one that came up with all their crazy stage props and you know right. fucking gargantuan drum sets that move up and down with aqua drums and they drip water and shit. It's all that stuff was them. See, and I'm not a huge Slipknot fan, but I can so respect it. Now, don't get me wrong. Wait and bleed. Yeah. Spit it out. Oh, I, yeah. I mean, I don't drive around listening to Slipknot. Oh, no. It's, it's, a, it's, a it's res- so good. It's a respect thing. It's like, yeah, yeah. I mean, dude, they legends. I mean, fucking globally legends. And just think, I mean, they're only like, I think they're, they're from like 30 minutes away from me. They're from like Davenport, right? Des Moines. They're they're De- oh they're Des Moines that's right most of them I think were from Des Moines yeah that's right you know I've got a good story about them they when they first started they didn't wear masks and shit or costumes they saw Mushroom Head in Cleveland mm-hmm. and Mushroom Head at that time was wearing masks with stitches over their eyes and they were wearing like brides dresses and weird shit on stage. <laughs> And Is that when they were doing the gas mask thing too? They were doing. I. I don't. Sid may have been doing the gas mask. I don't remember. <clears throat> okay. okay. I, I've only been told this story by guys that were around it, including Mushroomhead. And they were like, "So the whole reason this story comes up is uh, Tony had met Slipknot one time, and they talked about like, hey, do you guys even play in Cleveland?' And they're because of the like feud between Mushroomhead and Slipknot, and." Right. They're like, no, because when we go there, we get rocks thrown at us. <laughs> now, now, fast forward. I heard that story one point. Now, fast forward like a decade, and I'm sitting in the bus with Mushroomhead, and somehow that story comes up. And they're like, oh, that was us. <laughs> That's awesome. They're like, they're like we heard that they had started copying the way we look and started like putting on masks and wearing brides. Like, apparently, they even started wearing like bride dresses and shit. And that's what like really pissed them off. Hmm. And so they like went to go see one of their shows, and they just started throwing rocks at them. Oh my god! All right, guys, I gotta get in. I gotta do a sound check. So. Oh, hey, All really right. quick. Yeah. My favorite sound thing, because I forgot to mention it when we were talking about it. Yeah. Fucking uh, Led Zeppelin's cover when the levee breaks. How they yeah. put a drum set at the top of the stairs to give that <laughs> echo sound. It was. Uh, it was. Oh, in- I didn't even know that was what happened. I love it. Was it top of stairs or was it inside? I, from what I remember, it was basically like in one of those corridors where you'd like right when you come in a door and there's like a chandelier above. It's a huge ceiling, right? Uh, definitely stairs. I think in a hallway. I don't know. I love you, Brock. Bye, Brock. Oh, Sorry, I gotta get in. See you guys. Yeah, I, I, I vaguely remember that. But yeah, I do remember it was something specific and it was something weird. It was like they weren't, it wasn't in the studio. They were like, I don't know, do it out here. <laughs> also, I love that that song was a cover. Uh, yeah, that's true. 
Uh, it's like I was talking about, you know, how people get detached from covers and they get like fixated on the one that they like, and that becomes the one, the original one in their mind. Yeah. And uh, we were, I was talking to somebody about Eurythmics and um, uh, Sweet Dreams, oh. right? Yeah. And they, they thought that that was a Manson song. And I was pretty bummed about that because I love the Manson version of it. But it's like, dude, you got to give your, your rhythmics the credit. They are the shit. <laughs> Accepted. But no, not you. <laughs> Jess, are you, yes. are you dog casting? This is uh, a dog yes. cast? This is a dog cast. What up, dog? Bar- woof, woof. A- Far, 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 oh far. My God. <laughs> the one who was already kind of making noises, oh. he like tilted his head and like leaned back and kind of had his butt up a little bit. <laughs> like, I don't know what's going on. He's like, what'd you say, bitch? <laughs> don't talk to me like that. Motherfucker, I'll stab somebody. Also, you cannot have this banana. <laughs> oh, let him have the banana. No. All dogs love bananas. Come on. I don't think we're supposed to my, my dog knows the sound of a banana being peeled from two rooms over. <laughs> oh, Chris, you're totally right. Um, the drumming yep. was recorded in the lobby of Headley Grange using uh, two Bear Dynamic M160 microphones, which were hung up a flight of stairs. Yes. Output so we're from we're, those. Yeah, we're, te- okay. we're technically both right. Because <clears throat> I can picture I can picture because I remember watching the documentary about it. It's like right when you come in the door, and then to the right there's a stairs that go up to the second floor. To the left was their studio, and they literally did it like right there in the front lobby. And like you said, it's up. They hung the mics up like way up where you'd put a fucking uh, like chandelier in the opening entryway atrium. And they, like, put them above the staircase hanging down over the drum set. And there's photos of that setup, like, from up top. Like, uh, they took pictures of how they set that up. And it's, it became iconic. It should have been the fucking cover of that album, in my opinion. Because it's so cool. It's so, you know, it's like a top view of his drum kit. And then there's just wires hanging everywhere. There's no, like, intent to make it look beautiful. It's just really cool and raw. Yeah, but yeah, that sound, it translates so well into that. Like, <clears throat> I remember, like, I really, I get really into that audiophile, like, the stuff that's hidden in the mix, yeah. whether it was intentional or not. And I was talking about one with Liz the other day where when the, do you guys remember the band Mudvayne, obviously, from Peoria? Uh, I'm going to pretend I don't. Okay. Pretend that you don't. Mm-hmm. But they were a big band. Especially in the early 2000s. Well, now would be a good time for you to tell our people about them. Um, nah, I don't really want to give shameless plugs. But I'm just saying, <laughs> they were a big deal. Kind of a big deal in the 2000s. Accepted. But, but uh, when their album, LD50, came out, it was a huge deal. And I was listening to it like all the time, basically. And I kept thinking that there was something fucked up on my car because I kept hearing this strange rattling metallic sound. Mm-hmm. Turned out that it was, I, I eventually at one point listened to the album on like good headphones. Mm-hmm. Chad was known to wear tons of choker necklaces. 
and he didn't take them off in the recording studio. So he, when he starts getting animated in LD50, you can hear the chains and shit necklaces and stuff rattling around in the background. It's really crazy. That's kind of cool. Well, except for I thought my car was broken for like two yeah, months. That part's less cool. But I feel like that's kind of a neat sound <laughs> that, thing. That part reminds me of my AirPods and when I thought my fucking head was broken. Uh, David, did I ever tell you about how the way that we used to test if someone actually knew anything about a car? No. It's kind of a dick move, but whatever. It's the simplest test ever. It costs exactly like one third of a penny. All you got to do is keep a bundle of zip ties in your in your trunk and wait for the moment. And uh, basically, like when we all were out, like hanging out with car groups, and I say car groups in air quotations, mm-hmm. uh, you know, in the parking lot, basically with dudes driving up and trying to flex what they have and shit. <clears throat> but we found an easy way to fuck with people was if they knew what they were doing on a car, they could almost always diagnose something really fast just by sound or smell. You know, you know what I'm talking about, right, David? Yeah. yeah. So taste we figured sometimes it, we figured it out. dude. There's two good ways to do this with the zip tie. Number one, when they're not looking, you put the zip tie uh, on the inside of their, one of the spokes of their wheels so that as the wheels turning, it makes a little clicky sound. Option two, which is way more diabolical and more fun, in my opinion, is you put a zip tie around the drive shaft. So basically, they start their car up and immediately they hear this horrendous... Now, anybody that's smart will start looking at things and figure it out immediately because it's not hidden at all. Anybody that's stupid will start calling their mom on their phone. (laughs) Mom... The Audi's sounding weird. Oh, man. Is that a problem? We used to fuck with this one guy. So we did it so many times, I don't know how he didn't know it was continually. I mean, like, eventually you'd be like, you fucking dicks. And it's like, dude, come on. At this point, any sound you hear, you should think it was us. Yeah, I feel like if you did it more than once. Probably well, I mean, we would first. change where we would put it. <laughs> But it was oh god, so much fun, so much fun. Uh. Drive drive shaft one was really fun because okay when you do it on the tire, you don't hear anything until you start moving, and then it it gets faster as you're moving, and so like you can almost diagnose it just from that. Like you go oh shit, there's something on my tire. The drive shaft as soon as you fucking turn the engine on, that thing just sounds awful. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, uh, I uh, I had what was it an old '85 Chevy S10? Yeah, fucking oh my god, dude! Single owner it. before me. This guy bought the truck off the lot, brand new, a week before I was born. Okay, wow. And I fucking love this thing. It was such a piece of shit, but it was awesome. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but I was. I took it up to Wisconsin. Like I, it made it all the way to Madison and most Wisconsin. of the way back. Wisconsin. <laughs> um, I was fucking. I was driving on the interstate and my drive shaft fell off. <laughs> um, like the coupling on the from which en- end? <laughs> the uh, engine side. So of course it fell oh, down. Oh, that's like a pole vault, bro. Yeah, it was fucking intense. So like it, it was. I don't know what the hell happened, but it, it got loose before it fell off completely. I was just like driving along, and then all of a sudden it was like, 
like just shaking like so violently oh my god and like i had no idea what the fuck was going on like i think it just like scares the shit out of me that i like couldn't even process like what could possibly be happening yeah and uh oh my god it was fucking hilarious but super intense what's that what's that joint (laughs) in there the uh the double ball joint called that thing usually fucks up uh, I, I, my brother's that failed on his U joint. Is it U joint? I think yeah. His U joint failed, and it was because the bearing had failed, and one of those balls fell out. Fell out, and then that was like catastrophic at that point. I feel like that's the same spot that mine had the failure as well, but I don't remember. Because, because then it, it allows play between the engine and the drive shaft, and then it can slip out. And yeah, that's bad news bears, dude. That I mean, that's known for like fucking people up on the highways because if it falls that direction like you said it just digs in and you can end up pole vaulting your fucking car yeah fortunately i got off the interstate before it actually like fell all the way through in fact didn't Uh, they start changing how drive shafts were made because of that reason like i know that it's also like a a weight saving technique but like most drive shafts are crump will crumple right when impacted they're only made to do torsion i don't think they can handle uh, like squish loads lateral loads and i think that they're made to crumple for that reason so it doesn't fucking skyrocket you into the fucking atmosphere when your shit hits a pothole yeah that's interesting I mean, basically, cars used to be built like tanks in the thought that, like, oh, we'll build them strong so they last longer. But then they murdered everybody. Yeah. The car, the car would be fine, but the person would be obliterated across the highway. And so then they started making cars that just literally crumple around you to release the pressure. And it's like, that's smart, but, you know, you take a little fender bender and your fucking airbags go off and your car's totaled. Yeah, that's weird. <laughs> Yeah, it's true. I, f- I feel like <laughs> when I get my license again and like maybe actually buy a car again someday, I'm probably still going to want a car like the kinds of cars I had before. Like, same year, same make and model. I'll just stay in that era forever, essentially. Very nice. Periodically pick a different color. Uh, David, I was just looking at your pictures of your setup, and you should send me what dongle you have there. Um, uh, it's some fucking brand I've never heard of before off Amazon. Oh, that's fine. Basically, I think that's kind of what I need. I need to have like a little mixer that I can port music into, and then have it feed into one inlet. You know what I'm talking about? And then I think I can do sound effects and all kinds of shenanigans. Is that a parakeet? Can you guys hear that squeak? Uh, no, I'm gonna guess one of them found a squeaky something. Oh, I thought that sounds exactly like you walk into a pet store. <laughs> it does. It's like I, the first thing I thought of was like a parakeet in the corner that you just want to kill. Oh, he found like a, a ball. A ball. I don't, I don't think I can make this one stop. Sorry. <laughs> oh, that's okay. That can be part of this podcast too. There's no real dynamic here anymore, right? We just make it up as we go. Um, yeah. I thought our dynamic was random sounds in the back. Oh yeah. And I think we yeah we don't that we one. don't have our sound booth yet, so we'll just go with the dog for now. 
Exactly. We go with whatever comes in. I don't remember. There was like three podcasts, four podcasts ago. We talked talked about hiring a dog as a uh, (laughs) part of our representation. So this is maybe just accelerating it. So I didn't change anything on my uh, phone. applying for the job. The volume got like twice as loud all of a sudden on my end. And right when it was a dog squeaking a squeaky toy? Yeah. And like, (laughs) I don't know, you both started talking and it was like, why is everyone shouting? <laughs> uh, loud noises. Why do you do this to us, guys? We should figure a way to like draw random people into here and ask them about their day at some point. I do like that idea. Yeah, I'm. I'm a fan. It'd be super fun if this actually played out and this became something that was more than just us. Because then it'd be really fun to just have random people or fans of the show or celebrities just be like, you know, like anybody else will ask a celebrity like, what's your next movie? What made you get into acting? I want to just be like, what'd you do today, bro? <laughs> they're like, oh, how they're like going? I got a sandwich and my back hurts. I'm like, yeah, don't you feel better talking about that now? <laughs> yeah, my back hurts. Okay. Mine does too. I've been standing too much. I can't find the right balance between a standing desk and sitting down at my desk. Mm. <sighs> maybe Goddamn maybe first do world like problems. Assuming the desk is adjustable, right? Uh, it's it's like this. Or... It's like this big lift thing that sits on top of my thirty-inch desk that keeps that brings it up to a standing height desk. So I can lower it. I just never do. I have a tall chair to go with it. Oh, okay. I was gonna say like maybe do like like Monday, Wednesday, Friday, like standing, Tuesday, Thursday, sitting, and like see if that works. It's more, I think, rather than that, I think it's more just the amount of activity I do that day. I don't, my day is never the same two days in a row. And Mm -hmm. some days I sit a lot at my desk and I'm working on like computer CAD. And then there's other days where I'm like walking downstairs warehouse and doing sample pulls and like working on a CNC and like lifting sheets of plywood. And stuff. like, I think Uh, it just really depends on my activity level, to be honest. Yeah, that makes sense. I didn't know. I figured you'd be more like me where like, you get kind of like indecisive about it, maybe. So that's why I was thinking, like, if you had like a set day, then it would avoid that indecisiveness. But well, actually, for about man, whenever I got that, whenever I first got that standing desk, I didn't even have a chair at my desk for about six months, and then I noticed that that was really fucking with my back. <laughs> So then I like tried a bunch of different types of shoes and insoles and stuff. And then I realized I think I just need to take the weight off my back a little bit each day. So then I brought a chair back. But then the chair that I had, I didn't have good posture. So I switched out chairs. Yeah. So I think I'm just figuring it out. <laughs> yeah. I have like garbage posture. Like my body is trying to like eat itself instead of be human. The the best thing that was ever described to me, if you really if you really are having back problems, the easiest way to start fixing your back problems is for posture wise, is when you sit down, you should pretend that you have a tail. This is what was described to me, and it actually works. To pretend that you have a tail coming off of your tailbone, you never want to sit on your tail. 
So, assuming that you have a tail on your tailbone, you always, when you're sitting, want to have your tail pointed straight out. And but what that means is you need to have your butt behind your shoulders and pointed straight out, not sitting on sense. your back of your butt. So, if you always pretend that you have a little tail, David, and you don't want to squish your tail, it'll start working better. And I've noticed that when I'm consciously making that decision and sit like that for a while, it actually does take a lot of load off my back. Um. I immediately sat down and was like, okay, where's my tail? Where's yeah. my tail? <laughs> and that's a great way to do it, actually. Yeah, it kind of forces you to, like, arch your back more and be, like, hyper-vigilant yeah. of, like, where your tailbone is pointed. Because as soon as you start slouching into a chair and you, like, basically every all the weight of your back is no longer going through your spine and into your hips, it's going down your spine. This is crazy. I know. So just be be aware of your tail, folks. Um, that's our first shirt. Mm-hmm. <laughs> one day we will get shirts, and that's the first no, one. Be aware. Of literally, your tail. the only thing on it will say "tail awareness," <laughs> <laughs> and like everybody will be so confused. We'll have like a poofy tail on the back, like a bunny tail or something. Yes. We'll make sure that the, the shirt's long enough that it goes down to your tailbone. <laughs> so you have to. Yeah tail awareness and then everybody will be like what the fuck is that it'd be one of those where we just get sight traffic because people are confused it's perfect mm. it fits as well it's just like in kentucky here there's this bumper sticker that you see all the time that says where the hell is rabbit hash and it's it's basically just a bumper sticker for a place that they want you to go see <laughs> And like it's just like it's one of those things that's smart because then you you're like what the fuck is this and then you Google it and you're like oh it's a place and it's like all right now I feel like I need the bumper sticker and I only bring that up because I saw that again today I was like god damn it again I mean it works though because I was like I also want one I know I know <laughs> David did you find your tail No I'm I'm sitting here like trying to figure it out my <laughs> my brain just like can't make the leap for some reason like from what i was saying yeah i don't know i feel like i missed okay. something pretend you're pretend you're back in school and the the chair that you're sitting in is like an old school uh school chair <laughs> and uh it has the hole in the back right like right where your back would be like the ventilation hole you know what i'm talking about oh, okay gotcha now pretend that every time you sit down you're sitting in that chair you always want to pretend that your tail is going out that hole so you need to be pointing your tailbone basically straight at the back of the chair, and your tailbone should be in line with or behind your shoulders. You know what uh, I'm saying, yo? It, it, it does kind of feel weird at first, because I'm a sloucher. I'm just a tall guy. I slouch and everything. But yeah. when you start getting used to it, 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 it really fucking makes a difference. Hmm. <laughs> I can hear you like slowly moving around going huh I think it's it's made me realize quite how terrible my posture is oh my god I just looked up what the population of rabbit hash Kentucky is you guys want to take any wild guesses no four pretty close 315 basically four good lord it's 315 it is a registered historical place, which is kind of funny in its own right. 
Oh my god. The the town was originally called Carlton. They should have kept it as Carlton. Bro, get out of here. Hold on, I'm confused because Brock just sent a text message and it says, I have no clue what to start with this band has played country grunge punk and hippie stuff. Oh, that's confusing. I can't even imagine what a country grunge punk hippie band would sound like. I don't think it's that. I think they're probably playing covers. Oh. um, I'm just going to tell them I cannot picture that at all. (laughs) Uh, I would love to see, uh, you know what? I would definitely go see a country grunge punk hippie band. Ah, David, great idea. Just drop straight into DMX. Up in here, up in here. (laughs) Yeah, how about that one? (laughs) How do you spell Shania Twain? Uh, Shania, Shania? T-W-A-I-N. <laughs> what? <laughs> I'm just gonna guess, and David, you, you guys are gonna, you're just gonna have to think. I think it's S-H-A-N-I-A. There's no H on the end. <laughs> I'm just looking at what I put. Shania. <laughs> no, we used to, that was our go-to thing to piss people off in bars when we were in the, like, the band was all together, and especially when we had the jukebox app. Oh my god, dude. You know what I'm talking about? Where you can, like, oh, on that... your phone order songs? That app, it was, it's fucking insane. <laughs> David, I feel like you spent so much money making people miserable with what you would play. Uh... Dude, we used to, like, play, like, we go walk in there and, and be like, alright, well, let's just put ten bucks on Shania Twain. And just everybody, after like a third song, would just get so fucking angry. Oh, okay. I was not even close. Uh, I put Shania. Shania. Shania Twain does not sound at anything like what she is. That's, that sounds like someone way more sassy than Shania Twain is. Did you know that she she actually didn't want to do the soundtrack for Titanic and her husband convinced her to? I didn't know she did the soundtrack for Titanic. Yeah. What? It was like have... the thing that made her career fucking massive. I mean, she was already big, but that made her fucking massive. The, the Your Heart Will Go On song to like lead track that of Titanic? That is not Shania Twain. Who is it? Oh, wait, no, no, no. You're, you're right. Celine Dion. It's Celine Dion. And, but the story is correct. Celine Dion didn't want to do it. But her <laughs> husband convinced her to do it. Wow. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, like, we're like, what? I was I way off. Oh, my God. Liz is in the other room and just sent me a text message. She went, what the fuck? It's Celine Dion. <laughs> <laughs> All right. She wins. I'm an idiot. Yay. You should have her come join the podcast. This is true. Well, I'll, I'll, I'll have to have her download the app at some point. Do it. 
she was sleeping earlier, so I don't know if she's awake right now. Well, nope, nope, she's still texting me, so she is awake. Uh, well, at least there's no Empire Strikes Back playing on the pot, on the <laughs> thing inside here. I did listen to that last week, by the way. Yeah. Yeah. Did you guys listen to it at all? I listened to like the first little bit, and then I got lazy. Oh my god, Chris, go get. Um, damn it! What's your girlfriend's name? Elizabeth? Liz? Yes. Yes. Liz. Yes. Sorry. Shania. Shania. Go, <laughs> go get her and have her hop on, and we can ask her how her fucking day was. This is true. Yay. I'll ask her if she wants to download the app. Do it, please. Uh, I'll be here playing with uh, cat snakes. Playing with what? Cat snakes. Or ferrets. Cat dicks? No, cat snakes. Cat noodles. Are you guys still there? Yeah, we're still here. Whoa. Hello? Hello. I love you. Hello. Chris, we can Sorry. still hear you. That's yeah. weird. I, I, you guys dropped out completely for a second. Oh, yeah. Huh. Drop it like it's hot. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Hello? Hello? Hello. Can you Whoa. hear me? Why are you sounding Because for some reason, it just decided to not use my headphones anymore. Oh, no. Well, at least I'm not the only one. I'm no longer a freak. Hey, actually... Can you hear me now? Oh, yeah. Okay, thank God. Weird. So I was actually going to suggest that you just go find Liz and just be on speakerphone so we can ask her how her day was. But then the speakerphone. Yeah, well, I I was going to suggest it until you switched over to speakerphone and sounded like you were in the bottom of a trash can. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, well, you know, wonderful, wonderful technology that we enjoy these days. Is this the part where you tell us that you are at the bottom of a trash can and it's actually perfect? I mean, if that's what you're calling the place that I live, which is a trash can, sure, yes. <laughs> I am yeah. also green and I have a job on Sesame Street. I don't know if you know who I am. Uh, Big Bird. Grover. Jesus. No, I, I'm. I'm the dyslexic Dracula. Oh, oh, we're climbing up my leg. We're climbing up my. Spiders? What? No. A ferret named Fernando decided he was coming with me as I climbed over this Liz, uh, little gate thing. Liz hasn't responded since I sent the uh, the link, so she's either ignoring or downloading. One of those is happening. <laughs> Perfect. Yes. Who's your brother? What What are you doing? Now, what are you doing? That one wasn't me. And it wasn't the ferrets making squidgy sounds. Wait. Oh, those are ferrets. Did I make a noise yes. again? Yes. <laughs> I don't know. I thought I heard ferrets' little paws or something, but maybe um, I don't no, know. No, no, that was not them. That's. Oh, it's Dom. Oh yeah. Dom is probably walking back and forth. Up, oh, Liz just texts me back. She says she doesn't have storage in her phone anymore. <laughs> womp womp. Maybe next week, I guess. What? Uh, she doesn't Do- an- Android, right? Yes. She's like, I need to get my memory card, but 
Or she says, I have to buy a memory card for my phone? I don't know. I, I thought she had one. Maybe. I don't know. I'll be honest. I'm a little bit, like, tempted to shit on Android for her not having enough space. But then at the same time, that she has the ability to get an SD card and add more yeah. space. Yeah, I think you're misjudging the situation. She just has a ton of stuff on her phone, like photos and videos. And dude, Jess has so many pictures on yeah, her I phone. Like, I have like what's the number at or something? So many photos on your phone? Yeah. Um, let me see. I have thirteen thousand. I have ten thousand four hundred. Yeah, what? but I delete like. Probably at least 50 a day. That's just how many I still take a day that keep getting added. I have 5,304 and like 80% of them are the same meme. Six times. <laughs> yeah. Well, if you think about it though, before I had this job, <laughs> the I had same like meme. 1,000 <laughs> Almost every picture on my phone is of a patch of some kind, mine or otherwise. In fact, if I recall correctly, most of the selfies in the little folder are actually not me. They're just me turning the camera around on the catalog. Oh no! Did I get disconnected? No, you're there. No, you're still there. It looks like I did for a second, but it's so weird. Alright. Oh, I'm in my tongue. Okay, well... I may have to hop off soon because these guys are looking pretty antsy. You have to what? Oh, hop off? All right. Well, we can call it here. That's fine. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we're we're, we're starting up on new tooling, new formatting here. We're under a new name, new brand. We're kind of figuring it out as we go. David's more (laughs) technically savvy than any of us. At least he's using a real fucking mic. Yeah. All yeah, right. but I have to keep putting my face near it, and I keep forgetting. David, you know, you know the thing I miss the most is our is your Oscar Pistorius closer every time, and we haven't done one of those in a long time. The room, I'm real sad. Yeah, I thought about that earlier, and then I tried to think of a joke, and and, and I couldn't get anything. Oh, you mean like the the joke had Did no legs? Flat because you couldn't get running. No, the joke had no legs. Look, I'm yeah. my version. I I I thought of both versions just now, but I couldn't bring myself to say either because I was like, no, no. no. <laughs> Those are too bad. I won't even say about. You know, that. David, David. Well, more so, just I've already done them before. You know, David, when you're unsure of yourself, just take a couple shots through the doorway. Put on phone. Well, bang, bang, oh, bang, bang, thump. Or... I, I didn't get it because I started thinking about, like, the brass rail and, like, <laughs> ripping the doors off of hinges and doing shots, and it was just confusing. Yeah, that sounds right. All right. Uh, bye. 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 bye.